0: The following may contain satire that will offend absolutely everyone. I want to apologize in advance for the fact that I don't care. Leftist radicals have released a new manifesto declaring their righteous purposes in destroying everything and terrorizing everybody. In a statement painted in make-believe blood on the wall of an immigrant shop, the radicals selflessly set aside the important business of their day, which was painting on the walls of other shops, in order to make known the beautiful future that awaits the smoldering ruin of the country. The statement reads, quote, we of the resistance demand that nobody puts up any resistance so we can continue to be the resistance without meeting any resistance. We are dedicated to pushing forward a socialist agenda by gaining support from the CEOs of multibillion dollars international corporations who make an absolute fortune putting out books and movies and statements in support of our agenda while they sit on their yachts waiting for us to become homeless and die. We radicals demand inclusiveness by excluding anyone who is not like us and seek diversity by ensuring that everyone thinks the same thing and demand freedom by forcing everyone to agree with everything we say. We believe in defunding the police because black lives matter. And yes, when there are no police, there will be many fewer black lives, but just think how much they'll matter because they'll be exactly those black lives who are being arrested by the police for taking all the other black lives. We believe in pulling down statues of white people, and black people, and elks, and anyone who's ever accomplished anything which just makes us feel bad about ourselves. We have a plan to replace inequality with equality, and injustice with justice, and in general with general, so that we at last destroy all words that begin with in and replace them with almost the same words, but without in, then everything will be great. This is our manifesto, and now that we see it in writing, we realize even we have no idea what we're talking about, and we should be stopped before we hurt someone. Unquote. Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Claven, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. I go hunky-dunky, life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy, the world is a-biddy-zing. It's a wonderful day, hoorah, hooray, it makes me want to sing. Oh, hurrah hooray. All right. We are back. You know, the YouTube Andrew Clavin YouTube channel now has 70,000 subscribers, which you'll notice is close, but not close enough to 80,000 subscribers. So I hope you will go on and subscribe. We need you. Leave a comment that helps our algorithm say nice things about us or not, or whatever. If you say something particularly interesting, we will read it on the show. Today we have Joseph Lupo, who was reacting to something I said yesterday about New York land being owned by the Canarsie Indians. He said, finally, someone has acknowledged the heritage of the Canarsie Indians. We are a proud people <laughs> and a great nation. We will name our softball team the Clavens in your honor. It's like the Washington Clavin Skins. you can call them. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, So the more I have been thinking about our current predicament, which is, is not that there are barbarians at the gate, it's that our elites are in league with the barbarians at the gate. The more I've come to the conclusion that one source of our problems is greed, greed for money and the conservatives stupid decision to proclaim that greed is good. This has been the philosophy, capitalism is all good, greed is always good because it powers capitalism. The phrase greed is, greed is good became famous after it was spoken by the fictional dishonest trader Gordon Gecko, who was played by Michael Douglas in the 1987 Oliver Stone film, Wall Street. Here's the clip. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Now, Stone, Oliver Stone, who wrote and directed the film, was a Stone leftist, and he based the speech on comments made by Ivan Bosky, an unscrupulous stock trader busted in the 1980s. Stone's movie was an attack on the greed culture that became widespread during the Reagan boom. But it actually popularized the gecko point of view among young traders. They thought it was romantic, and they bought into the greed is good philosophy. Now... Greed is like lust. When put to its proper moral purposes, it is in fact a force for good. It's the engine of capitalism, and true capitalism inspires competition and creativity, and it lifts all of us and makes everybody wealthier than they've ever been. The left's critique of capitalism is absurd. The left pretends to look down on the love of money, but only because of their insane love of power. Their argument is, stop worshiping the almighty dollar so you can worship the almighty government instead. My argument is different. My argument is you can't serve God mammon. Just like lust, greed has to be subject to the moral law. If greed, if capitalism, if profits are all we stand for on the right, we have chosen the shape of our destroyer. The combination of greed and misguided civil rights law has created a corporate culture that enforces left-wing philosophy. Social media silences conservatives. Amazon pushes leftist race garbage. Network entertainment shows are a relentless attack on our values. Cancel culture is enforced by big business. You can get fired for holding to Christian teachings against homosexuality or for simply saying that men and women are different, and yet right-wingers keep telling us that private companies can go ahead and destroy free speech because they're not the government and the First Amendment only protects us from the government. Free market capitalist principles that the right loved were bent on globalism and they gutted the life of the American heartland. They left our fellow citizens drugged and suicidal while elites made bank on foreign slave labor. And still, conservatives keep touting an absolute free market and the glories of greed. The thing is, if you don't put higher principles before profit, profit will ultimately destroy everything that makes life worthwhile. Personal integrity, obedience to God's commandments, love of family, patriotic devotion to country, if all of those don't come before your wallet, your alligator wallet, your wallet will turn into an actual alligator and devour you. The left is evil, there's no question about it, but the right is wrong. We need a deeper philosophy. Basically, we need our God back and we need to put him first. All right, let us talk about um, NetSuite because we love NetSuite because if you have a business and I am a business, if you have a business and you're not paying attention to your numbers, you don't know what your business is doing. Business is all about numbers and NetSuite by Oracle is the world's number one cloud business system. It puts everything in one place on your computer. Finance hr inventory e-commerce everything you need so you save time money and headaches whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales netsuite gives you visibility and control so you can manage every penny with precision join over 20,000 companies who trust netsuite to go faster with confidence you can receive a free guide 7 actions businesses need to take now and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com/claven get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com/claven netsuite Dot com slash, how do you spell it? That's right. It's K-L-A-B-A-N. That that's it. No so no <laughs> I was just going to say that. Weird. That's weird, isn't it? They just, they read my mind. Mailbag is tomorrow. Get your questions in. Send video questions. Yeah. <laughs> send video questions. If you don't mind your face, please keep them under a minute. We will not privilege video questions, but if they're good, we'll use them. And if you send a non-video question and it's good, we will use that as well. Uh, go to dailywire.com. You got to be a subscriber. Hit uh, the Andrew Claven podcast, hit the podcast button, hit the Andrew Claven podcast, hit the mailbag symbol, ask me anything you want, politics, religion, your personal life. All my answers guaranteed hundred percent and will hundred percent correct and will change your life will they change your life for the better you got to be there you got to tune in and find out because there's always a little suspense about that perfect example of what i'm talking about about greed Colin Kaepernick, a guy who just tweeted that he won't celebrate the 4th of July because America is steeped in white supremacy and hatred. A guy who uh, said Castro was a wonderful fellow, a guy guy who basically won't stand up for the flag, has just been given a huge contract with Disney. He says uh, this will elevate important stories of lives too often unseen and deliver them to a vast audience across the Walt Disney Company. So you can say, hey. You know, good, Colin Kaepernick, who posed with his new car outside, you know, what a a sacrifice this guy made to to destroy our country. You can say, great, now he's part of capitalism. Capitalism will sell everything. Capitalism will literally sell communism if communism will sell. That's why Karl Marx said capitalism makes its own gravediggers. That's what Karl Marx said about capitalism. This is why. And if conservatives celebrate this, they are missing the point. This guy is now pumping his poison into the minds of children. He's on the Disney Channel. He's pumping his poison into the minds of sports fans and children. It is, this is a bad thing. It is a bad thing that we put profit and capitalism beyond anything else. And this is how we lost the culture and how we'll keep losing the culture and why we'll keep losing elections as we lose the culture. But let us talk about the culture. Let us talk for just a minute about something that happened on CNN I think it was yesterday, that was so amazing. It was so amazing. Don Lemon said the disgusting, quiet part out loud. It's something that rightists have been talking about, about Black Lives Matter. But Don Lemon just came right out and said it. Uh, you know, people are being slaughtered in this country, in, in left-wing cities. Black people, mostly, are being killed in left-wing cities by violence, which is inspired by they're pulling back on the police. They're cutting back the police. They're intimidating the police. They're telling the police they're doing the wrong thing. They're telling the police in New York that if they even kneel on a, a guy to keep him still so he doesn't kill them, that that's going to be a problem. You don't know if you go in and enforce crime, whether the neighborhood will turn against you and if the mayor will turn against you in New York in Chicago. Five children over the July 4th weekend were killed in Atlanta, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. They're calling in the National Guard in Georgia into Atlanta to stop the Wendy's riots that are killing people. So actor and TV host Terry Crews, who is a black guy, said that no one race is above anybody else. He says, are all white people bad? No. Are all black people good? No. Knowing this reality, this is what he wrote. I stand on my decision to unite with good people, no matter the race, creed, or ideology. Given the number of threats against this decision, I also decide to die on this hill. So Don Lemon brings him on. And Don Lemon, you know, an interview on CNN is basically you get to say six words and then the host just bullies you. That's what happens. And so that's what happens. As this, as Terry Crews was saying, the Black Lives Matter doesn't seem to care about these children, these little children who are being killed in these places uh, and, and other people, of course, I and mean, it's not just the children. The children just happen to break your heart. But uh, all these people are being shot in these places because of defund the police, because the uh, elites have abandoned uh, the idea of def- protecting these neighborhoods, because the, the elites have convinced the people in these neighborhoods that violence uh, should not be punished, that their violence is not their fault, that they are just victims of a society that hates them. This is what Don Lemon said to uh, Terry Cruz. The Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all Black Lives Matter movement that talks about gun violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start that movement with that name. But that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's not an all encompassing. So if you're talking about um, if, if someone started a movement that said uh, cancer matters. And then someone comes in and says, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. We're talking about cancer. So the Black Lives Matter movement is about police brutality and injustice in that manner, not about what's happening in black neighborhoods. If you, there are people who are working on that issue. And if you want to start that issue, why don't you start it? Now... It's not fair to attack Don Lemon because the man is handicapped by unbelievable stupidity. I mean, it's it's like kicking a dog, basically. It's like kicking a plant. A dog, no, I, I shouldn't say a dog. That's an insult to dogs. It's like kicking a plant. Still, this is an amazingly decadent, disgusting thing to say. This is an amazing. All those children who are killed. And again, the reason those children don't matter is because if they matter, then we see the truth which is that they're our children. They're not black children. These are not black lives. There's no such thing as a black life in America. You are an American in an American. I'll talk about that later, but that but right now the thing is everybody who looks at, sees a child being wiped out. I saw a video of a mother being wiped out holding the hand of her child in in New York City, which is falling apart. All black lives black lives matter is a Marxist Anti-family, anti-American movement that has nothing to do with black lives. The only thing it has going for it, if people knew what it stood for, if they read the website, if they saw it wants to destroy the American family, which is the one thing that would save the people in the black underclass, it's the one thing that would help them is family. If people knew what they believed. They would not support them. The only thing it has going for them is the name Black Lives Matter. That's all it's got. That name is an insult. It implies that people don't care about black lives, that most of us don't think black lives matter. Most of us, I think, would prefer that we didn't have to think about black lives, that we just thought about American lives, that we thought about. But if that name means nothing, and that's what Don Lemon is saying, it doesn't mean black lives matter. Why should we pay attention to it? at all why should we pay attention to people who are this incredibly uh, uh this incredibly indifferent to the lives of these children you know there's a 2016 video going around that is from Rochester New York uh an unidentified man has suddenly gone viral and it's an unidentified man a politician is talking about a murder in the community and this guy starts shouting at her let's play this this Rochester video this person will be brought to justice. Are you getting a sense of authority? This a she was a white police officer gunning down three blacks and injuring four. Wilson High School will be set on fire and every black leader, every community leader will be up here. Black Lives Matter, hands up. Blacks are murdering blacks every 32 hours since June. I've been in this town all my life. I'm 56 years old. I am afraid of being shot and gunned down by a black. Again, if this was a white police officer shooting and killing three blacks, people would be out here. The school would be on fire. People would be coming forward saying, I saw this white police officer. But because it's black on black crime, it is socially acceptable for blacks not to talk to the police. It is appalling. How can everybody not think this? How can everybody not think? I mean, I know Don Lemon can't think it because thinking is not the thing he does, but race is you know, race is a fake category of person. We all have ethnicities, we all have ethnicities, but race is created by racists. And the minute you start talking about race, you're probably saying something stupid, okay? If you're talking about the poor, almost everything that happens in a poor black neighborhood happened in a poor Jewish neighborhood in Russia, happened in a poor Irish neighborhood in Britain, happened to poor neighborhoods here. Almost all of it happens. The same thing, the problems are the problems of poverty. The problem with our black underclass is they are kept in poverty by an elite. I'm not going to call them a white elite because there are plenty of blacks in the elites as well. And they keep them in place because they are feeding off them. They're feeding off them. Uh, The money that comes in through welfare that supports their patronage and supports their party. They're feeding on them in the dependency that they can turn into votes. They're feeding on them even on the crime. They can say, you know, I mean, who who the hell talks about defunding the police in a high crime neighborhood? How how on earth is that a thing that anybody is talking about? You know, meanwhile, meanwhile, you talk to the people in these cities. It is just amazing. Uh, Keisha Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, has let this Wendy's thing go on and on and on. She said, go home, and everybody applauded for it. Yeah, 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 but she didn't do anything. She didn't stop the fighting. And now a little girl is dead, and she has to call in the National Guard. And here's what she has to say about it. We talk about systemic racism and the trauma and the anxiety and all these things that are happening in our communities. And it is this convergence, and, and I hate to use the word a perfect storm, but it's where we are in this country right now. And you think about the leadership or the lack thereof that we have coming from the highest office in the land. Um, I, I think that you are seeing so many emotions play out. And, and so too often it's playing out in violence in our streets. So she's running to be Joe Biden's vice president. She has a chance. She's very attractive. I'm sure her hair smells good. So she has a chance of becoming uh, Biden's vice president. But you got to be kidding me. It's Trump's fault. That video I played from Rochester from 2016 is four years ago. It's four years ago. We all know this problem has been going on in Democrat cities for decades. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with it. It has zero to do with Donald Trump, except except that the white elites want their power back. And so everything they do is attacking Donald Trump. This is the thing that, you know, it, it really is. It, you know, let, let's t- play Lori uh, Lightfoot. They're just slaughtering the people in Chicago. I mean, it is like the roaring 20s. And here's what she has to say. What is happening right now? All of these forces are coming together at the same time and making it very difficult. The ecosystem of public safety that isn't just law enforcement, but is local community and they too have really been hit hard by COVID and are now just kind of coming back online and getting their footing. But the question nobody asks, because the press is in the tank for the Democrats, the press, the, the question nobody asks is then why has this been going on for decades? Why does it stop when Rudy Giuliani takes over? Why does it stop when you start to have uh, zero tolerance anti-crime policies? Why does it come back when you start to say, oh, that was mass incarceration? What is, what is the thing that unites all these places? Nobody wants to say it because they're all Democrats. It is Democrat policies. And it is, remember, Democrat policies create a tidal wave of money a tidal wave of our money flowing through the government going into these places essentially buying votes for democrats in a vicious vicious cycle that keeps the violence going and so when don lemon says that that black children's lives don't matter he means it man he means it he means to say that those murdered children don't matter because what he's protecting is the elite that's what he's protecting all right we're going to talk about ready wise you know our, this is our sponsor ReadyWise. Uh, they were they used to be called the Wise Company, but they've changed their name to ReadyWise. And this is a company that supplies emergency meals, freeze-dried fruits and vegetables for convenient on-the-go nutrition, and new adventure meals for hiking, camping, and other outdoor activities. But of course, they're also useful if, by some bizarre series of events, you should be locked down in your house and you can't get anything delivered, and you need to have food, and the government's not there to help you. ReadyWise meals are easy to prepare; you just add water, and they have a very, very long shelf life, so they are good to have. A good thing to have around in emergencies. Due to increased demand, supplies are limited, and some item, items may currently be out of stock, but all the more reason to get your order in now. ReadyWise uses finest, the finest ingredients and latest food preparation technology to ensure optimal taste and freshness. And this week, my listeners can get free shipping at readywise.com when they enter Clavin at checkout, or they can call 855 474 4084. ReadyWise has a 90-day no-questions-asked return policy, so there's no risk taking the initiative to get yourself and your family prepared today. That's ReadyWise, dot com. promo code CLAVEN to get free shipping. The one thing you need to know when disaster strikes is how do you spell Claven no <laughs> Really, it's really true. I just make it look this easy. Uh, so, So yesterday, Talking about how much our press cares about these children who are being slaughtered, our children, our American children, our American future being shot down in the street because of stupid Democrat policies. But they want those policies. They can't let go. They are not going to let go of those policies because that's money in the bank to them. So these children have got to go. Doesn't matter. They don't care. Donald Trump tweets out. Has Bubba Wallace apologized, he's the NASCAR driver, the only African-American NASCAR driver. Has Bubba Wallace apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, and were willing to sacrifice everything for him, only to find out that the whole thing was just another hoax, that and the flag decision, the NASCARs banned the Confederate flag, has caused the lowest ratings ever. Now, this is not an entirely untrue thing. I mean, it's not really Bubba Wallace's fault. I mean, he did promote this thing. I don't know why the FBI had to pour in to find out that this noose was not a noose that was supposed to be in his, in his bay and that was there before he ever got there. And yes, the press is completely to blame and I understand why Trump is upset. And he used to have a really good ear for when these things help. He's just made the greatest speech of his presidency on July 3rd. Why is he doing this? Why is he, you know, it, stupid. Okay, all right, well, I'm gonna say, I don't think this was the right decision on Donald Trump's part. However, however, They hold a press conference, Kaylee McEnany, the species girl, holds a press conference. The hot blonde who rips men's spines out with her tongue. She holds a press conference and all they do is ask her about this tweet. Children are being slaughtered in every Democrat city in America, five kids in one weekend killed in, in Democrat cities because of Democrat policies. They don't ask her one question about it. And here's what finally, finally she reacts, here's what she says. I was asked, probably 12 questions about the confederate flag uh this president's focused on action and i'm a little dismayed that i didn't receive one question on the deaths that we got in this country this weekend i didn't receive one question about new york city shootings doubling for the third straight week and over the last seven days shooting skyrocket by 142 percent not one question i didn't receive one question about five children who were killed and i'll leave you with this remark by a dad it broke my heart a dad of an eight-year-old lost in atlanta this weekend they say black lives matters you killed a child she didn't do nothing to nobody was his quote we need to be focused on securing our streets making sure no lives are lost because all black lives matter that of david dorn and that of this eight-year-old girl thank you so, and they're shouting at her about the Confederate flag while she's saying this to him. It's all about this one tweet that she sends out. in the New York Times, the New York Times, who has been waging a racist culture war for years, runs this story as Trump's racist culture war. You know, it's like, don't interrupt our racist culture war with your racist culture war. That's the New York Times, a former newspaper. I just want you to listen, though. I want you to listen instead to an interview done in New York with Mayor de Blasio. This is a guy who's just def- who's cut a billion dollars out of the police budget, folded up one of the police anti-crime units. He has transformed this city that Giuliani turned into one of the safest big cities in the world. And uh, again, I always give credit to Bloomberg because he kept those policies in place, even though he did a lot of things that were annoying because Bloomberg is an annoying little man. But he kept uh, Giuliani's policies in place and he kept the city safe. de Blasio has turned it into a, a 80s hellscape overnight. He has done it overnight. It was a a brilliant piece of leftism. Only leftism could do this. So people are being gunned down. Now, just remember what you just heard. They're shouting, oh, the tweet, the tweet, the evil tweet. They're shouting that at Donald Trump. Here is the reporter from CBS News Radio 88, which is a local New York station, local New York news station. Here's how the reporter approaches Mayor Bill de Blasio, who is to blame for what's going on in New York. This is how he asks him the question. Hi there, Mr. Mayor. Hey, Rich, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Well, it was terrific, actually. Great. I didn't burn the hamburgers. So. There you go. I'm, was... I'm proud of you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, I, I did want to ask about the, the shootings and, and how serious you see it, and also uh, if Chief Monaghan can, can chime in about uh, what he sees as the cause of, of, of these, uh, this uptick, if you will. Yeah, Rich, it's a very serious situation. And I've been talking about it for weeks now. We've been seeing some troubling signs we have to address very aggressively and with the whole community. So there's no question that as we're getting into warmer and warmer weather and we're feeling the effects of people being cooped up for months uh, and the economy obviously has not uh, restarted to anywhere the extent we need it to. So there's a lot less for people to do. uh, We have a real problem here. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so. So how's your weekend? Didn't burn the hamburgers. I'm proud of you, Rich. You know, I'm going to just give this guy a little bit of leeway because he's a local reporter. He's got to be friendly with the mayor. He's got to be able to talk to the mayor. He can't just, like, hammer the mayor all the time. It's not like Jim Acosta, where he's going to get a court decision forcing them to take this clown. Jim, look at me. I'm Jim Acosta. They're going to take this clown back into the uh, press corps. It's not like that. He's got to be decent to the mayor. An uptick, an uptick in shootings it's between 150 and 220 percent more shootings overnight because of these policies. And he doesn't even ask him and he calls it an uptick. And he doesn't even ask him. He doesn't even hammer him about his defund the police policies. He doesn't ask him about cutting a billion dollars from the police budget. He doesn't ask him about uh, the folding out the, the anti-crime unit it doesn't do any of that but we have to scream at donald trump about a tweet about the confederate flag and even if the tweet was ill-advised even if it was ill-advised you know I I don't think we should actually be talking about the Confederacy very much because I don't think we should be negotiating with terrorists. I don't think we should be negotiating with Marxist anti-Americans. But there are reasons to remember the brave people who fought for the Confederacy. I understand slavery was a grave, grave evil. I understand it. But it was around the world. Slavery was practiced universally around the world. We're the people who got rid of it. And the Confederates were not only fighting for slavery. They were fighting because they thought the deal they made with the Union was that they could leave any time and the deal was changed. That was one of the reasons that were fighting there were many people who fought with the uh, with good intentions i understand that the evil of slavery overwhelms all that and i understand that the confederacy can be threatening to black people and i understand in localities and local places if you're a taxpayer you have a right to say take this statue down it has nothing to do with that but this kind of universal all of a sudden things are, are bad has nothing to do it has nothing to do with black lives it has nothing to do with black people it is all about the simoleons you know Black Lives Matter is Me Too, right? Remember, it's not a movement, it's a leftist scam. Black Lives Matter is Me Too, it's not a movement, it's a leftist scam. At NBC, and I know I've said this before, but it's worth repeating, Matt Lauer allegedly was running through every intern and once dumped a woman over a chair and hammered her so hard sexually that she fainted, okay? This is allegedly. While NBC was covering that up, They ditched the Harvey Weinstein story. They dumped the Harvey Weinstein story at the behest of their masters in Hollywood, Comcast, right, because they didn't want to mess with Harvey Weinstein. Then they held the tape of Donald Trump saying boorish things about women in a personal conversation. They held that tape until they thought it would damage Donald Trump, and they released it. Suddenly, we had the pink hats and the women's march. You know, suddenly it was a problem. Suddenly NBC was telling women, oh, you've got to become hysterical about Donald Trump. You got to. Oh, my gosh. And then the Me Too movement. Oh, Christine Blasey Ford accused Brett Kavanaugh with no proof that she'd ever met him. Oh, my God. The world is overturned. Tara Reid says Joe Biden abused me. Crickets. That's the Me Too movement. Women are being played. Black Lives Matter is the same thing. It is the same thing. If they can get you to support Democrat power, Democrat money, elite systems that have been in place for 55 years and have ruined the black family, have ruined black neighborhoods, anybody who didn't break away, anybody who didn't get free of them has been destroyed by these policies. If it supports that, it matters. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It should just be called leftist elites matter. That's what it should really be called. Black Lives Matter, Me Too. They're not about women. They're not about blacks. They are about Democrat power. That is all they're about. That is all they're about. Don Lemon said so, he's right. He should know. It is, it's just a, a really brilliant uh, move by the Democrats and their use of their monopoly of our communications industry all right let us talk about blink sale blink sale is if you've got a business and you love your business and you love what you're doing the thing you don't want to be doing is invoices you don't want to be designing them you don't want to be following them up you don't want to be on the phone call being a bill collector you want to be able to take care of this all in one place and that's what blink sale gives you with blink sale you can send beautiful custom branded invoices and in estimates in seconds you can stay on top of your customers outstanding invoices it will let you know if customers and clients uh, easily pay. It will let your customers and clients easily pay your invoices online, and it will even give you instant notifications when a cons- customer opens your invoice so you'll know that he got the bill and should pay it. Forget about using invoice templates or stressing about coordinating a bunch of different software programs. BlinkSale will do it all. And as an added bonus, BlinkSale is giving away 10 bucks to 500 Daily Wire fans. Here's how to get it. Go to BlinkSale.com, start your 14-day free trial, create your first invoice, of $10 and activate an online payment option, Stripe or PayPal, and send the invoice to DailyWire at BlinkSale.com. Get paid your $10. The first 500 people to send an invoice for $10 to DailyWire at BlinkSale.com will get their invoice paid by BlinkSale. Limit one per person. Uh, this is—it's a, a—that's a good deal, actually. <laughs> Stop wasting time invoicing and try Blinksale for free at Blinksale.com/claven. That's dot ecom slash claven Blinksale. Spend less time billing and more time doing what you love, and learn how to spell claven so you can get all those great deals. It's K-L-A-V-E-N. You want? You You know, we've been talking about the the, uh, President Trump's speech at Mount Rushmore uh, and how it just got lambasted by the leftist media calling it dark and divisive. They said it was great. They said Mount Rushmore was great when Bernie Sanders was there, when uh, Obama went there. Ridiculous antics like these are the material for Ben's new book called "How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps." You can pre-order your signed copy at DailyWire.com/slash-ben. The book covers two fundamentally different visions for America that are now on the table. One vision finds unity and shared philosophy, culture, and history. The other disintegrates our country in the name of fundamental change. Shapiro covers all of this ground and more in "How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps." Again, get your signed copy at DailyWire.com/slash. Ben. Also, get a reader's pass. If you are, want to be a Daily Wire member, but you're just too cheap to get the all-access thing, <laughs> it's disgust me. But uh, if you want to get the cheap version going for three bucks a month, you can get reader's pass. It's only 99 cents for the first month, and you'll get access to our mobile app, articles ad-free, and access to exclusive editorials like Walsh's. It is time to face the facts. We cannot be united. So if you haven't checked out the reader's pass already, go to dailywire.com and sign in for just a buck, and then go to the mailbag and ask me your questions, and all your problems will be solved. All right, so trending on Twitter today is Cancel Hamilton. And Hamilton is under fire from left-leaning activists. This is the Tony-winning musical. Uh, They're saying it's a relic from a less woke era that glorifies a slave trader and other founding fathers who have recently fallen out of favor. Now, Hamilton is now on Disney+. And so I watched it last night. I had tickets to go see it live, but they were canceled by the Chinese flu. And so I didn't get to see it live, which I was sorry for. So I actually watched it for the first time. Uh, it's, it's excellent. It is an excellent musical. I know musicals uh, very well. It is in the tradition of the American musical. It's very uh, strongly affected by Sondheim, uh, by Sweeney Todd. It has a very big kind of broad stage like Sweeney Todd. But it's really different. It's really original. And what, uh, It's by uh, Lynn manuel Miranda, who wrote In the Heights, which was a very pro-America, pro-capitalism, kind of go-get-it-you're-an-immigrant-go-make-your-way-in-the-world uh, musical but not as good as this. It was not as good as this. This was really something. And what this is, is it's the life of Alexander Hamilton. It is based on the Ron uh, Chernow biography. And it's his life, the guy who founded the treasury, the national treasury, and who uh, was in the duel with uh, Aaron Burr and was a Revolutionary War uh, hero, actually. And the the thing is, it's a rap musical. It's got rap, it's got uh, R&B, it's got pop soul, but mostly... Uh, hip-hop mo- mostly what kinds of musical that will would be associated with black americans and all the characters except for the king of england uh are played by i, I won't call them black but they're brown they're various shades of brown they're basically you know black americans and lynn Manuel miranda plays alexander hamilton and this thing was lauded when it came out by barack obama uh, when get, at the Tony Awards, it was introduced by Obama and Michelle. Here was the introduction. Good evening. Seven years ago, a young man came to a poetry jam that Michelle and I held at the White House. He took the mic and said that he was going to perform a song from something he was working on about the life of somebody who embodies hip-hop, America's first treasury secretary. <laughs> I confess, we all laughed, but who's laughing now? So... He he loved it, right? Because this is what Obama was selling when he first ran for office. He was selling there is no black America, there is no white America, there's just the United States of America. That went down the drain when all of Barack Obama's policies failed. When he failed to get the economy restarted and it just went slugging along because he overloaded business with regulations and with Obamacare, Uh, when he blew up the Middle East by withdrawing out of Iraq, when all his policies went bad and it became clear that he didn't know what he was doing, he actually was an incompetent, that's when he started to play the race car and oh, the police, he was the one who started all the the stuff about the police are racist and they're killing black people. All this stuff comes from Obama. He worsened racial tensions in this country. He made them much, much worse. They were getting better. So, but he was supporting this because this was the kind of thing that this was his promise to white people that he was going to end the black white divide. Okay. But here's what this musical does. Here's what it does. It doesn't just, well, let's play a little clip. Here's George Washington who got, had uh, Hamilton as his right-hand man, and George Washington is telling Hamilton that now you've got to be careful because history is watching you. But remember from here on in, history has its eyes on you. So what's really fascinating about this is it doesn't just have the founding fathers played by black people. It doesn't just use black music to express the things that it expresses really well. It has some great numbers and it has excellent lyrics. The lyrics are are truly well done. And I'm not a rap fan, so I didn't love the music, but I I could tell how well done it was. Really well done. The characters are well developed. But it not only uses black faces and black music, it actually presents the characters as scrappy, up-and-coming black guys with ambition. One of of the big songs is like, I'm not going to lose my shot. They're going to come up. I'm going to use this moment. I'm going to make it to the top. And they say, he says, I'm young and scrappy like this country, and I want to be in there. And basically, this is saying that when you become an American, America's history becomes yours. And I believe this sincerely. I was a Jewish kid. I'm a Christian now, but I grew up as a Jewish kid in the 60s, right? I thought until I was 12 years old, I thought I was related to George Washington and Benjamin Franklin because they always called them our forefathers. I literally thought I was related. It never popped into my head. Oh, this you know Ashkenazi guy whose family comes from Lithuania and Poland. You know, <laughs> that, that maybe I'm not related to George Washington. Never occurred to me. Then when I was around 11 or 12, I started to think, oh, wait, I get it. You know, there were forefathers of our, you know, I was an American. I was assimilating into America. And assimilation is a unique thing in America. It is the first time, you know, you're giving up your right to have a black life, to have a Jewish life, to have an Irish life and an Italian life. You're giving something up when you assimilate, okay? It's not that you're not still those things. It's not that you still don't have that ethnicity, but it's becoming second your American life you are saying now I have an American life and that's what this musical says when you become an American because America is an idea it enfolds you into this idea the history becomes yours you become part of this chain this brilliant chain of ideas and creeds and courage and bravery and faults and flaws because we're all human that this becomes yours and this is an idea that I adopted and it's hard. It comes with a price because it's unique. All throughout history, you had a black life. All throughout history, everywhere else, you had an Italian life, an Irish life, a Jewish life. Only here did they say, nope, nope. Here, you have an American life. One other place, the Christian church. In the Christian church, they said the same thing. You don't have those lives. You're not a Greek anymore. You're not a Jew anymore. You're just a Christian. That's where the idea comes from. But now it's translated into the political structure of America. And there's a price you pay. I have paid it. It is a price that you pay. And it is... It, comes along with you. There was a movie a few years ago, 2017, called Get Out, a horror film by Jordan Peele, remember that? And it's a black guy, and he's got a white girlfriend, and he goes home to meet their folks who are the most waspy, liberal, upper-class whites, and he sees a fellow black guy at this party and goes up to him, here's the clip. Good to see another brother around here. (sighs) Yes, of course it is. (laughs) something wrong. There you are. Mm. You do something with this? Ah, yes, yes. Oh, hello. I'm Philomena and, uh, and you are... Chris, Rose's boyfriend. Fantastic. You two make a lovely couple wonderful horror satire. What happens is all the black people are now suddenly transformed into white people and they've lost their soul. And inside them, there's this little black guy crying out, get out, get out. You have got to get out. It's the nightmare version of assimilation that we all face. We all face what are we giving up? Are we giving up something essential? Are we being conformist? Are we sending aside who we really are at our base in order to become an American? Are we paying too high a price? That's the question that every assimilationist has to ask himself. And it's a a real question, it is a real question, but the answer to that question is you are setting aside something lower for something higher. You're setting aside lust for marriage. You're setting aside greed for generosity. You're setting aside black life for American life. You're setting aside Jew life, Irish life, Italian life, for American life that is what you are doing when you assimilate and it comes just as just as being married comes with a price that you can't just go and indulge your lusts anymore you're going to have to put them into the service of this relationship in the same way assimilation calls you to a higher place and it's an experiment it's a question we don't know if it can happen Of course they want to cancel Hamilton. Of course they want to cancel Hamilton. It's the anti-1619. 1619 is saying the opposite thing. 1619, the New York Times lying, dishonest history of America, that America was founded to preserve slavery. That's the lie that the New York Times is peddling, right? While they accuse Donald Trump of lying, the lie that they are peddling is that this country was founded to preserve slavery. It just ain't so. It just was never so. Hamilton is the opposite of that Hamilton was an anti he was a uh, an abolitionist it, it's the anti-1690 what they are saying what the New York Times and the elites are saying to blacks and their black and whites elite White elites is what they're saying is, no, you can never assimilate. It's your enemy. This country is your enemy. It was built to hate you. It was built on hatred of you. Its founding principles are not those founding principles they wrote down. Those are just written down. It's not that. It's the hatred they bear for you. So you can never assimilate. You can never do it. This is what they've done to the Native Americans. So the Native Americans are screwed. They're screwed. And and the blacks who listen to this are screwed. So what you were seeing in pictures like Get Out and in a musical like Hamilton, what you were seeing was blacks who had freed themselves, who had freed themselves from the chains of Democrat policies. And that's what they are. They're Democrat policies. People who had freed them said, oh, we get it now. We're being welcomed. It took too long. There were bumps along the way, terrible things that happened along the way. It took too long. But now we're being welcomed and now we face the choice. That the Jews face, that the Italians face, that the Irish face, the Poles face—all these people face as they came to America. Now we face it. And what Miranda did in this musical was he faced it, he embraced it. He said, "Yeah, these guys are us. They're all us. They're you know they are us. I mean, they look—they are the Jews. They are the Irish. They are you know they may have been English-based, but they are us because they're everybody searching for freedom, searching for success, searching for something higher than that ethnic life that was what they sold us for." thousands and thousands and thousands of years. No wonder they want to cancel Hamilton. Of course they want to cancel it. It is the message that every American group has had to face and had to learn. It is the problem we all face with assimilation. It does come with a cost, but it is the cost you pay when you move from a lower point of view to a higher point of view. And it's going to be a question whether blacks embrace the Hamilton dream or the 1619 nightmare. That is the question on the table right now you know it has really been it has really been a tough uh, month i think for america because this has been there the mayors who are blaming everything but themselves for the violence in their communities are right there have been a series of of things that have all played together there has been the flu the lockdown all of this has been played into it but right now what you are seeing is you're seeing cynical wrong-minded befuddled people like the New York Times, like CNN, basically trying to hold together this power base. They may not even know they're doing it. They may actually think they're fighting on principle, but they're just trying to hold together this power base that is built on the bent backs of poor black people. They have constructed a power base of patronage and money built on the backs of poor black people. The last thing they want is for then those people to stand up straight and say, you know what? I'm an American. If I can make it here, I'll make it anywhere. All right, we got to stop there. Mail back tomorrow. Video questions under a minute are welcome, but all questions are welcome, and all your problems will be solved right here on the Andrew Clavin Show. I'm Andrew Clavin. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five star review, and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Walsh Show, and The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Technical producer, Austin Stevens. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Assistant director is Pavel Wadowski. Edited by Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and Makeup, or Head and Makeup, by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production, Copyright Daily Wire, 2020. You know, the Matt Wall Show, it's not just another show about, about politics. I think there are enough of those already out there. We talk about culture because culture drives politics and it drives everything else. So my main focuses are life family, faith. Those are fundamental. And that's what this show is about. I hope you'll give it a listen.